Welcome into Straight Up Sports. Devin Albertson hosting here. We have Luke Sanders on the podcast again. This time we're going to go through head coaches, top 10 in the league, followed by running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Of course, last week we did quarterbacks. That was a fun episode. But this week we are going to do um, head coaches first. How's it going, Luke? Not too bad. Uh, just learned that there's actually other positions that play football other than quarterbacks this week. So I had to look into that a little bit. They don't matter as much, though, which is very <laughs> obvious because you go to Vegas. And a quarterback is out for a game. It could be six to seven points. You know, the quarterback line change in Vegas, a good running back gets out. It may be a point. Maybe. maybe. Well, if, if it depends who the is. backup is. Yeah. The level of importance by position now goes down dramatically. But we're going to start out with the most important uh, position, I guess, left, head coach of the football team in their top ten. Um, I think we can agree on number one. It's pretty obvious it's Bill Belichick. Yeah, that might be the most obvious. Like that one, the Mahomes last week is pretty much obvious. Number one at this point. I mean, Belichick is just—he's better than everybody. Yeah, else. like everyone else is just fighting for number two. I think everybody kind of realizes that too. Just hope they can pull a fast one on Bill in the playoffs is really what it comes down to. Yeah, he's pretty good at what he does. <laughs> There's not a whole lot. I mean, what six Super Bowls as a head coach and two more of a defense coordinator back with the Giants with Bill yeah, Parcel. I don't count that. Well, he led those defenses that were really good. So still. You gotta be the head coach to get those. I'm still giving him a lot of credit. <laughs> so he's just that good. So Bill Belichick, number one. Uh, my number two is Andy Reid, followed by Sean Payton at three. I got Carroll and then Reid. So I just have to. I guess you. I have, have Carroll at four. Yeah. So the top. I thought the. Oh, actually, I have McVay ahead of Payton. Okay, and I can see Payton that. Five. McVay did just beat Payton last year. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I base it off of, and it's going forward too. Yeah, and. I know Peyton's pretty good with offenses, but I I know that whenever I have a quarterback, McVay is greatly helping. So I, I like mean, that. He literally saved Goff's career. Like I know Goff was in a bad offense before that. It's not really like that situation. But that like, literally he could not go from a so much. worse situation to a better situation for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Jeff Fisher might be the worst offensive coach of all time. Like <laughs> I don't even know if that's an exaggeration. He actually might be the worst offensive coach of all time. To Sean McVay, who might be. Eventually, the best offensive coach of all time. It's pretty early to say that, but he's definitely very high up on there. Um, I did put Doug Peterson ahead of McVay for now. He does have a Super Bowl ring, and he's also very good at the whole offensive thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, he won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. The playoffs. Nick Foles did play like a he did absolute stud. I think part of that was Peterson. Right. So, and he worked a lot, made Alex Smith better in KC before he went to Philly. Carson wins. And Nick I mean, Foles. I have Peterson at six, so it's not like I it's think not. It's we're splitting hairs there, but Doug Peterson, McVay, I kind of put in the same little category with Matt Nagy right below him. Those three I had all pretty similar because they're all great offensive young minds, but they're not quite experienced enough yet to, for me to put them the top four yet. Like they're all right outside of that. Uh, yeah, I actually have. So you have Nagy at seven. Yes, I have John Harbaugh. I wanted to put him in the top ten. I, I don't have him in my top ten. Um, I know he's won a Super Bowl, and I know the teams are always well-coached. But my thing with him is he's a special teams guy first, and when you're the head coach and you're not big on the game plan for offense or defense, it's tough for me to put you in the top ten. For me, it's tough to say that he's not a part of a defensive game plan because every single team he's played has been good on defense. That's fair. He's got to have something to do with that. I mean, it's just too consistent. His team mentality is very good. It's it's high up there. And so we've also never seen him with an elite quarterback outside of the – Three games that Flacco played in the playoffs the year that they won the Super Bowl, which he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, 
I mean, he's had Joe Flacco, who's consistently mediocre. Now he has Lamar Jackson, who's he, a running back playing quarterback. And he won, what, seven out of nine with Lamar Jackson? He won the division. So With Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He, I mean, like. It's pretty impressive. To say he can't throw a football is an overstatement, but to say that he can throw a football is also an overstatement. So He can't do it consistently at the NFL level. It's somewhere in between there. Yeah. He can kind of do it. We saw it in the first Chargers game where he did it really well. In the second Chargers game, the playoff, he did not. When they put nine people in the box, they're like, throw the ball. I dare you. Which is smart. He's like, I can't. Um, so let's see. Where did you have Sean Payton at in your top ten? I had Payton at five. Five? Okay. I mean, I think he's top ten, top five, but I've been three. So it's not like it's splitting hairs there a little bit. And Pete Carroll, I mean, his – Resume speaks for itself. His defenses are always, always elite. Um, offense, though, he's just doing enough, which is fine. I mean, he's won everywhere he's been. So Literally everywhere. Except for, where was his first stop in the NFL? Was it New England? Yeah, he wasn't very good there. All right, for Belichick. I mean, his record actually wasn't terrible there. I mean, he was close to 500, I think. He wasn't good. He wasn't let's good, go, good. Let's give him the Jeff Fisher award then for being close to 500. <laughs> Seven and nine, baby. <laughs> That's, that, that doesn't count. He only had two good. years there, so he really didn't get a build anything, I think. Uh, so, well, either way, but ever since then, like he's been successful everywhere he's been. So, yeah, I kind of wish he would have stayed in college. He's a way better college coach than the pro coach. Yes, but also USC was starting to catch up with violations when he left. So, true, <laughs> he doesn't have to deal with those in Seattle. <laughs> um, so again, my top five was Belichick, Reed, Peyton, Carroll, Doug Peterson, followed by McVeigh, Nagy, Mike Zimmer, Tomlin, and Shanahan. Whoa, what? Mike Zimmer, talk about a good defensive mind, like elite defensive. What did the Vikings go last year? Nine and seven, eight and eight, something like that. Year before that, they were how many years? Has Mike Zimmer been a coach? That's two, right? Two years as a head coach. I think so. And you got a really consistent game plan going on there. You got. I have him a little high, yes, but I think he's also really elite on the defensive end. So okay, what what are the other eight coaches besides? Uh, eight. Yeah, I probably no, should put Tom on the other eight coaches that are on your list. What do they coach mostly? Uh, I take that back. Pete Carroll. Besides Pete Carroll and Belichick, offense. Yeah, I gotta have a defense guy up there somewhere. <laughs> Pete, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are the exception to the rule. You're, you're right. Offensive coaches are way better. So I I put Tomlin in there because he does have a Super Bowl ring. He has but, a Super Bowl ring. It's just hard to keep him. There was not any people good enough to kick him out. Like, exactly. I don't exactly love Tomlin. I think he's terrible in game. I wouldn't say terrible. I don't think he's To be an elite coach, he's terrible in game. Yeah. And But his teams always win. Part of that's the Steelers' infrastructure is really good, and he has Big Ben. So it's hard to lose with that. I can't but, believe you had Shanahan, though. I thought it was going to be different on that. No, I love his offense. I just need He's a healthy quarterback for me to boost him up. Once that happens, I think it's going to Matt Nagy took Mitchell Trubisky to the playoffs, so that's all I have to say for his – he took Mitchell Trubisky yeah. to the playoffs. I, I agree That's pretty that self-explanatory. Um, I almost put Harbaugh in. I considered Reich, Rivera. And I Hank thought about Reich, too, but just not enough. Yeah. So I decided to put any more in Rivera year. was actually the one that I kicked out because I forgot about – I forgot about Harbaugh. Hmm. Yeah, I had him. So he would have been my 11th. Okay, so yeah, Rivera is also a guy. His teams are always well coached and great defensively as well, really yeah. solid. So, I just picked Harbaugh Super Bowl. Anytime you can even bring that into an atmosphere of hey, I've won a Super Bowl, that makes it. And he did just make the playoffs with Lamar Jackson, so it's a pretty good argument. It's a very valid argument. Um, so, I am probably a little too high on Mike Zimmer, but that's fine. 
who was the who would have been your least favorite coach to have? That's um, in my top ten. No, that would obviously be number ten. Oh, never mind. Like in the league, <sighs> who's the worst coach in the NFL? That's had a couple years, so don't. So, yeah, I'm not going to include those guys. That are first year. Um, I can't remember who I would even who I wasn't even considering to put in there. McAdoo was really bad. He's gone though. I think Adam Gase is a guy that's kind of weird. Like, I've had him. I thought he was really good for a while, and then he was bad. I'm interested to see what he does with Sam Darnold because his offensive mind, I think, is up there. I mean, he did. I mean, he made Jay Cutler good. Yes, he did. And he was with. No, Peyton Manning's always going to be really good, but he was with me through 55 touchdowns that year. But he made Jay Cutler good. Yes, he did. I mean, Jay Cutler don't. And when Tannehill was healthy, he looked like an average NFL quarterback with him. Yeah. He just couldn't stay healthy. So him and Sam Darnold will be an interesting pair-up. I think that Gase might work his way into that conversation. I like McDermott and Buffalo. I just don't know if they're going to go on offense. Oh, my gosh. I And Josh Allen's bad. So Josh Allen has talent. They just need somebody that can teach him mechanics, you know? Yes. (laughs) Because they're bad. I'm trying to think which coach in the NFL. I mean, they're, like, not Tebow-esque, but they're close. Except for he's got like 14,000 times the arm that Tebow ever had. Like accuracy, distance, everything. Mm-hmm. He's got a cannon. I'm just trying to think of the coaches in the NFL right now who I would want to. Yeah, I thought about my question. It was kind of bad because all the coaches are kind of just irrelevant after like 15. Yes. Or they're just too new to know. Like That's what anything, anybody that's bad. Now, my answer to this previous to this year would have been Marvin Lewis because he's terrible. And he's just somehow kept the job. He's been the Jeff Fisher of the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati just was like, we're going to be bad for a while. We're going to be average and try to sell a few tickets, and that's it. And it didn't work. No. They're also really cheap. Their ownership's really cheap, so that happens too. It's not only his fault, but the Chargers are also really cheap. So Anthony Lenz paid like a lot less than a lot of the other NFL coaches because they can't afford anybody else because their ownership's cheap. That's why they moved to L.A. It's bad. So, I thought about putting Anthony Lynn in there, but he was a little new for me, too. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Some of these other guys that are new, just you don't know anything about on the floor. Some of the other guys, you just don't know. I think that Kingsbury is going to be an offensive genius and a defensive nightmare. So Texas Tech in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he can find him a Wade Phillips like McVay did early. That would be, that would be helpful. Yeah. It would be super helpful for him. So. Um, but that's going to be a next year thing. So I'm not even sure who the defense coordinator there is in Arizona. But isn't it isn't it Bowles? Is Bowles back over there? Bowles isn't bad. No, there should be so, a decent pairing. But um, Bowles was not. A I might be completely coach. wrong. It might not be Bowles. So don't quote it me. On sounds that. right though. So that's our top ten though, and we went blank on who we think is just an awful head coach because um, we didn't touch that. That's on me. Bad <laughs> question asking. Um, yeah, that's what we have for top 10 head coaches. Number one was easy. After that, it's just a lot of offensive guys and sprinkling a couple defensive for me. Because offense wins in the league now. you got to have it and just have a solid D coordinator. Except for the Super Bowl was 13-3, to so. But who was the defensive minds in that main game? Belichick and Phillips. Yeah, it's so not bad. That but that's what I'm saying. Defense but all which championships. McDaniels and um, McVay kind of get this. It was 13-3. to Before that game. Well, they got to play the Chiefs defense, the Patriots did, so that doesn't count. They got to play Bob Sutton. That's a lot of game plan in there. Yeah, not not good there, but Mr. Bob. Um, we're going to go to the running backs now. Who's your number one running back? My number one running back is Le'Veon Bell. 
Oh. One year removed from football. Okay. I had him five. I think so I didn't know he's going to come him. back fresh. So I'm going, we're going, this is just for next year. Okay. I can give him the ball a thousand times. <laughs> That's fair. And he, he plays a really patient style back there, which I'm interested to see how he does that with a new offensive line. Not used to them blocking for a running style that way. Because Pittsburgh was really good at that blocking for his running style. I think that, like I said, Adam Gase, he knows what he's doing offensively. Mm-hmm. I think he'll have a plan to use him pretty well this year. All right. Um, but this is also me building my own team. I'm not basing it off of his situation and with the Jets. So any quarterback I have, I can bring Le'Veon Bell. I can give him the ball 150 times a year. Yeah. And then I can throw him the ball 150 times a year. So I've got a nice safety outlet. I can give him to Tom Brady. Every every quarterback can use a good safety outlet. So Exactly. And he is a really good receiver in the backfield. Uh, my number one was Elliott. Cowboys. Elliott would have been my number one except for the off-the-field stuff. I've got that to put him on my absolutely team, fair. <laughs> so I don't want to deal with all of that. Absolutely fair, but he is – He's the most talented running back in the NFL. Exactly. It's he not. can do it all, and he's really, really good. Yeah. He's insane. And he's he has so many carries. I kind of worry about that, too, going forward, because he's, like, leading the league in carries the last three years. And he's being kind of difficult in this offseason because he wants a contract two years out from his deal being over. Well, he's led the league in carries for three years. And he's the best running back in the NFL. That's fair, but he's still two years on his contract. You're not going to get a restructure, probably. And from a team that stood by you through all your off-the-field issues the whole time, had your back the whole time. The only position that I'm okay with that happening, really, is running back. Because okay. your short your shelf life is so short. He is making, like, over the first five years, only he'll make, like, $35 million. So it's not like he's an undrafted free agent and he paid nothing oh, right I now. know. But he's a number four picking overall draft. So I have a little less sympathy for him, even though he has performed up to the contract. He'll probably make – I mean, he should be, like, a $20 million level right now, talent-wise. He's very good. I mean, I have number one, so. But he'll only get that contract one time. That's yeah. why I understand okay. him kind of pushing the issue. Uh, number, my number two running back, I have a Saquon Barkley. Oh, I didn't know where to put him, really. I have Ezekiel Elliott, too. That's fair. Where did you have Barkley in yours? I have him at five. That's fair. I mean, I have him two, five. I had Lady on five, so I didn't know quite where to put him in my top ten. Uh, number three, I have Alvin Kamara. Ooh, I got Alvin Kamara at six. My number three is David Johnson. I have him a little lower. He reminds me of Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he is Le'Veon Bell. But he's been in Arizona, so you, you, you didn't get to watch him. Which is why I kind of forgot about him. I put him in my list. He's a little lower. My, he's nine. It's a little low for me, probably. But the thing about David Johnson is, last year he came off an injury. He played. I think he ended up playing in all year, but he came off that broken wrist, so he knew he was going to come back a little slow. Yep. And their offensive line is so bad. Yes, it was so bad, ridiculous. Like the reason why Josh Rosen got killed behind it. Yeah, and he didn't have a whole lot of running room in the first place because he didn't have. And he got to 940 yards and 450 yards receiving with that offensive line. Ten touchdowns. Yeah, that's basically like Ezekiel going for 1800 behind that offensive line that he has. I mean, it's so bad. And he'll be interesting this year in. With Kingsbury's offensive coordinator, head coach. Now. Yeah, especially as spaced out as everything's going to be, he kind of flourishes like that. I feel like there's going to be a lot of read option that'll make him look better, yeah. and that really opens up holes because you got to account for the quarterback too. So, um, so I really like Alvin Kamara though. I know he's kind of a tweener, but that's kind of the way the running back position is going down the league, and he's probably the best at it, in my opinion, with that. So, and he's in a perfect situation too there in New Orleans. Yeah, having Drew Brees because you can't stack a box and. Drew Brees likes to check down out of the, out of the backfield. So. Yes. 
Um, number four, I had Melvin Gordon. I have Todd Gurley. The only question for me about Todd Gurley is knees. If and I'm going off straight talent, I'd probably have him at three or two. Yes. Um, I have Gurley six. I bought him down because of the injuries with the knee. So that's where I had him down. He's probably a top three talent, but the knee injury really – the way they talk about it in L.A. is not ideal with running backs. I have Melvin Gordon at eight. Okay. I just think he's really good. But I think he's really good, too. Yeah. I think that the thing about running backs were the top eight for me was really the cutoff. And then after eight, I was like, who? Where do you have Christian McCaffrey? I have him at seven. I do, too. Okay. We're good. <laughs> I, was, I know who you have, and I left off. Green? Yeah. I put him at eight. I have I eight think, games without him. That's fair. I just think he's – that's why I have him lower than – I mean, if, I if we played – if he 16. was playing the whole year – Probably five. I'd have him right ahead of Saquon. That's fair. He's Cream Hunt is very good. His balance and his I've way to bounce off contact like is elite. He's just a dummy off the field. He's an absolute idiot when he gets back to Ohio. And that's where he lives now. So that's not great. Yeah, I don't think that'll be a long-term thing. Which is – he was honestly – now I watched – I've had the pleasure of being a Chiefs fan and watching really talented running backs. Jamal was better than Kareem Hunt. Yes. And I think that he's the only more talented running back that the Chiefs have had. That's fair. I think Larry Johnson was super uh, effective, and so was Priest Holmes. They played behind a lot better offensive lines. Especially yeah. Priest Holmes. Well, Especially I mean, Priest Holmes. Behind Priest Holmes' offensive line, me and you might have ran for 1,000 yards. Anthony Richardson in front of you really blocking? Yes, please. I mean, they were really good for a reason. So yeah. That's not to say that Priest Holmes isn't good. He would have been a solid player anywhere he went. but He put up big numbers because that line was – Yeah, really he was not as – Talented is his numbers say. Um, but yeah, Kareem Hunt's really good. He's just a dummy off the field, and it's really kind of sad. That's another reason he's not on my list. Fair. Um, so who do you have for your last two spots, then? I have Dalvin Cook and LaShawn McCoy. See, I'm still open for my 10th spot, and Cook is definitely in the conversation with mine. I also have Joe Mixon, I think, is really good, but he also has Joe Mixon, of- I was looking at this. He ranked the sixth in pro football focus rating at running back. He's very good. I didn't realize that. I would never guess that. I still it's another off the field issue for me. Yep. I can't I can't put him in there because <laughs> I gotta trust the whoever I have in there. Yes. Um I think Mark Ingram, Devontae Freeman also deserve discussion. James Conner, Philip Lindsay. All could be in that I discussion. Totally forgot for about Devontae Freeman. Philip Lindsay is gonna be on this list in a couple of years, if not by the end of this year. See, I think I might just come to number ten anyways, because he is very good. I mean, he's the way he came in as an undrafted free agent and just. I actually might take. I'd probably take out LaShawn McCoy and put in Devontae Freeman. I completely forgot about him. Yep. So I'll put him, Philip Lindsay, in my number 10. So. Just because LaShawn McCoy's old. But if he can reach his old potential, mm-hmm. he's only got to do it for a year. Yes. Like, that's my thing. This <laughs> yeah. is just for next year. Long term, I would not even consider him in my top 20. But And I think we can agree running backs, most replaceable position because you have. 20 guys, I could you could argue for top 10 in the league probably. For and like the 9-10 spot? Yes. Yeah. Like you have a bunch of guys you could argue for that. So the, the drop-off is not as high in running backs as it is for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You go from 5 to 10, it's a pretty good drop-off. Here, even my left, go Philip Lindsay from Le'Veon Bell. That's Todd Gurley. Okay, that's pretty Todd good drop-off. I don't think it's that big of a drop-off. Like even saw the Steelers last year, they went from Le'Veon Bell to James Conner. He okay, was still remember when we said that thing about offensive lines? It's fair. That's, so why, I'm, that, that's why I'm saying okay, that's why I'm saying that. Okay, depends who you play for. So if you're playing for Dallas, for Pittsburgh, 
Yeah, the running back's not as important. Chiefs with Andy Reid. Okay, well, we don't even hardly – that's different. Damian Williams was very effective last year. He actually had a higher yards per carry than Kareem Hunt did. He's not as good as Kareem Hunt. You know, I'm close. Okay. But Damian Williams was very effective. He, the Chiefs would be one of those outlier situations too because you have Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of outlier situations though with running backs, what I'm saying. You have to commit eight people to covering people. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's why I'm saying running backs are not – the running game is still important. Running backs – Individually or not, as they've been in the past. Because about somebody like the Jets. Le'Veon Bell is going to make that team infinitely better. Is he, though? I like Le'Veon Bell. I think he's really good, but they're not going to be infinitely better. I think they're going to get better because Sam Darnold's going to be better. Not because Le'Veon Bell is there. I think that they're going to, Sam Darnold's going to get better because of Le'Veon Bell. We'll see. You get a throw to Le'Veon Bell, like you're like, oh, no, i got to check down Oh, yeah, I have that guy. I think we're going to see a hurt the situation yards. at all. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt it, but I'm just saying running backs. And plus, if you have a guy that can pound carries like Le'Veon Bell or somebody like that, I think that's where the difference is changed. Because, okay. like, I can give Le'Veon Bell the ball 15, 20 times a game, and that's not really going to be a big deal. Philip Lindsay, smaller guy, I'm not going to be able to. I can throw him the ball quite a bit, yeah. but I can also throw Le'Veon the ball a bit. So it's, I think the workload is the biggest difference between those some of those top five guys and like the 9 to 10 range. Okay. Um, also, you saw like the Chargers last year. Their biggest win of the year last year on the road was in KC without Melvin Gordon. They played Kansas City. I'm just – they're still their biggest win was on the road. They played Kansas City, who they literally <laughs> just took their running back and were like, hey, you're going to run a flat route, and Kansas City's in the same defense every time. I don't I, count that. I, it still counts. If you have any kind of coach. biggest win on the road every year, uh, that year, is without your star running back, and you guys still put up almost 30 points. So Chiefs defense, I know it's not good. We can only say that so many times. I just don't think you can even count that because Austin Eckler, as a running back, is not close to the same thing. But when all he has to do is run a flat route and he's wide open, yeah, he's probably going to get some yards. Justin Jackson was also really good in that game. So Yeah, because you know why? Our linebackers didn't come at the ball at all. We've talked about that enough. So, <laughs> well, don't try to use the Chiefs as, as an much example. As I love to rail on Bob Sutton <laughs> at some point. You don't get to use them <laughs> when you make your argument against – we're playing against them on defense. Now you're saying, like, this guy shut down Patrick Mahomes? No one did it, but if that was your argument, I'd give it to you. Well – Belichick did for two halves. That's true. <laughs> He's Belichick. Then we scored 70 points on him. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what we have there for running backs. We'll take a quick break so our audio doesn't stop again. Then we'll come back and talk about wide receivers and tight ends. And now it's time to talk about wide receivers in the NFL. We'll probably have a little bit of disagreement in the top four, but I think the top four guys are kind of set, just which order you want to put them in. True. Um, so my top four – is Hopkins, Julio, Antonio, Odell. Mine's Hopkins, Julio, Odell, AB. I thought you'd have Antonio higher. No. Okay. I thought you would. I thought... I, I do. It's kind of weird because, like, I think he's the most talented out of all those guys. You're but I'm building a team. So <laughs> I, I got the least diva out of the four, or the most diva out of the four, is Anthony, is Antonio Brown. It's fair. And you can make an argument for Odell, but it, he's just younger. That was I had no other way to like I know You're it's just one year, but top four. You're splitting hairs. I mean, I like DeAndre Hopkins a lot. I mean, he plays. We talked about this with the quarterbacks. Houston's O-line is terrible. Deshaun Watson has very little time to throw. He just throws it up to him and he brings it down like every time. Um, I was listening to I want to say Cowherd. He had an NF, he had he was talking to the Madden ratings adjuster guy. 
And the guy was like, DeAndre Hopkins, for every ball that was deemed catchable last year, he caught every single one of them. And that is unheard of. Including ones that <laughs> like double coverage and like just random jump balls. Like he goes up there and he just snatches it because he is that good. And I'm wow. like, that's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> I, that definitely put him over the top for me over Julio. Julio, he said Julio last year um, was probably his worst season with contested catches that he's had. He was still elite at it. It's just his worst season overall with it. So Julio, still a freak. Julio would have been my number one, except I still have that image of him dropping the absolutely open touchdown against the Panthers in my head. So <laughs> I put him at two. I mean, it's splitting hairs from those two. They're both really big, tall jump ball receivers who can also separate from their corners. So they're both just yeah absolute physical freaks. I mean, you wouldn't complain about having either one of them. No. <laughs> Neither do Deshaun Watson or Matt Ryan. They are both very no. Um it's been Antonio Brown and Odell, both with new teams this year. Antonio, of course, in Oakland with Derek Carr, and then Odell with Baker, which I could definitely see Odell ele- elevating to three because I think he has a little better quarterback. I think Odell could elevate to one pretty easily. Yeah, he's very good. He's been – and he's I kind of factored this in, but at the same time I didn't. The fact that he's played with Eli Manning his whole career, and this is where <laughs> he's at. Like – I think part of it, it makes him worse, but I think part of it elevates the stacks, actually, because Manning did not want to get hit. So he's just like, hey, I'm about to get hit. I'm going to throw it up to Odell, which isn't a bad idea. No, it's not, like, not don't get me wrong, but. He's got really good hands. I mean, I think that he he's going to struggle a little with Baker because Baker's been really good so far in his only, obviously, his one year of finding the open guy and throwing to the open guy and not forcing things. Spread the things out a little bit more. I yeah. wonder if that's going to be an issue with Odell's ego because he does have one. We've seen that a little bit in New York. You so. tell me a wide receiver has an ego. <laughs> hey, oh, God. Hey, if you got to go against D-backs the whole time, you'd probably get an ego too. That's fair. Um, and, of course, he'll also have to steal targets away from Garbus Landry, who's not as good as Odell, but is also a pretty good possession receiver and very reliable. And, and Joku. Joku. Yeah. So they got plenty of options. And if Kareem Hunt comes back, he's – Likes to catch some passes out of the backfield too. So and it's still got Nick Chubb and um, Duke Johnson for now for taking as well. So very stacked there, Cleveland with position guys. So but Odell, they top four was pretty even there. I have Tyreek number five. I also have Tyreek number five. I mean, I, he's the fastest guy in the league, and he's playing all sixteen games now. I don't know if this is a Mahomes bias because I want I would like to see him in another system, except for I wouldn't because he's in my system. He's in the perfect system. But from from a uh, fan's perspective, I think it would be pretty interesting to see him with a different quarterback to see if he could be the receiver that he is in Kansas City. One thing I will say as far as in his defense, and it almost made me move him up this list higher, is that I have never seen a speed receiver, like the elite, elite speed receivers, like the Dante Halls, the Tyree Kills, the guys. Deshaun Jackson, Marquise Goodwin, those guys. Ted I would take Deshaun Jackson out of that because he's pretty good at this too. Yeah, Ted Ginn Jr. I mean, those but guys. run routes like Tyreek. His routes are so precise. Deshaun Jackson's the closest thing we've ever seen to it. He's faster. But Tyreek's faster and a better route runner. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely see how the speed guys a lot. And he came in, like in college, he started out as a running back. Like he was new to the whole wide receiver position coming to the NFL. Like he was transitioning to it. And I think he went pretty much to the perfect system there with Andy Reid. He also moves and cuts like nobody I've ever seen in my entire life. It like some of the things he does literally do not seem physically possible. Yes. And he's also from only being like five nine, five ten. Ball of muscle. <laughs> he has like, he he goes up and gets jump balls really well in traffic. I mean you saw a couple times your last year where he would just 
because he's got insane hops, he's insanely athletic, can just jump over people and just make because he does have his very biggest problem is the body catching. Didn't get with his hands all the time. He likes to have the whole body catch, but halftime doesn't deep, have a lot of drops though, really. He doesn't have a lot of drops with it. So it's just kind of a hit or miss thing. He did a couple years ago in the playoff game versus the Titans. Um, he did struggle a little bit the first half in that cold weather with drops, but that can also happen when it's super, super cold outside. A part of that, and you're gonna you're gonna hate me. Don't you dare blame Alex Smith for those drops. I'm not gonna blame Alex okay. Smith, but it's hard as for a mentality as a receiver to when you're running the deep route like Tyreek Hill does a lot and being open a lot, which Tyreek Hill was, regardless of what you want to say. Oh, he's open, yes. <laughs> and Alex Smith not getting you the ball, and then it's hard to adjust to, oh, the ball's actually coming this time. It when was, you were mad it was about the first him. half, and there was some shorter routes. So I will. He had no one of them was a deep ball that he dropped. One was a deep ball, but the other one, a couple of the other ones were pretty easy ones. So he only had two or three drops. It's fine. Yeah, I think he had two. It's okay. That was also a couple years ago. He's definitely improved since then. You can definitely see the work he's putting in on the field. Um, they're getting better. Ben just knew the Adams, the Alex Smith slander was. It was coming. I knew it was coming from Luke. It's fine. Um, I did have Tyreek over a guy who's been more productive the last couple of years on Michael Thomas. Just I think Tyreek Hill is just a better as a receiver. But Michael Thomas, Hold I have up. a six. Luke forgot about Michael Thomas. I've got to, you forgot about Michael Thomas? I've got to put him in here somewhere. <laughs> He's got to be in the top ten. Yeah, he had like 126 catches last year. All right, I've got where's that? 125. Led the league by nine catches. Yeah, well, he plays on the West Coast system, and he gets Drew Brees to throw to him. He was six in receiving yards and... 10th in touchdowns. I got him at number nine. That's where I'm going to put him. I think I would still take those other guys ahead of him. Who do you have in front of him? Right now I have A.J. Green. We're going one number at a time. Would you calm down? I'm just asking. I got A.J. Green at six. I almost forgot about A.J. I put him at 10. Um, but I remember the game last year versus Cincinnati, and he was literally the only thing they he's had. The only thing that, that's, he's the only <laughs> thing they have on offense. And Andy Dalton's like, slant, A.J., please. Just catch it. A.J. Green was a top five receiver like two years ago. But he had a couple injuries in there, and he's playing with Andy Dalton, so it really hurts him. Yeah, I'm not going to blame him for playing I'm with not trying Dalton. I'm not blaming him either. I just, so I'm not going to move him down my list because he plays with Andy Dalton. Really I'm not going to David Johnson him like you did. I did the David Johnson A.J. AJ Green. I'm sorry, guys, but it happened. Uh, but also, I like Thielen, Adams, and Diggs. I have Thielen at seven. That's where I have him. So, well, yeah. that worked out well. Yeah, my head. Uh, All right, I know someone you're not going to have on your list. Is it Mike Evans? No, Mike Evans is. Is it Keenan Allen? It's Keenan Allen. I had him in the conversation. Keenan so Allen has been <laughs> disrespecting the Chiefs for years. How could you not put him on this list? He has one touchdown versus the Chiefs. Yeah, and how many catches and how many yards? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he doesn't get the ball in the end zone, because. Philip Rivers likes to throw it to those bigger receivers in the red zone. Mike Williams. Yeah. Or the guy is wide open in the corner. Just uh, Keenan Allen has been torching the Chiefs for as long as he's been in the NFL. I the, only dish, the only thing that scares you about Keenan Allen is injuries. Yes. I have him at 12, right below Mike Evans, who is very good in Tampa. I had Evans at 11, but he would be 12 now. because you have Devontae Adams out of your little top 10? He's a 9. And Stephon Diggs, Diggs is 10. Okay. He used to have Michael Thomas in there, so they're all getting bumped down the spot. Yeah. So Diggs is 11, Adams is 10, but then Thomas is 9. I put Thomas at 9, right below Keenan Allen. Okay. My thing with Michael Thomas is, A, he just catches – like, he catches a lot of balls, which is a positive, but I'm not sure that he's an elite receiver in a different offense. 
That's absolutely fair. Like he's he's a solid receiver wherever he goes. He's a solid two. I don't know if he's a one anywhere else. And in New Orleans, in that system, the only two offensive threats you're worried about is him and Kamara. That's about it. That's not true. The threats themselves are not high threats, but with Drew Brees being the quarterback, you have to value every single – I know, but you have the guys you have to game plan for is just those two. Like, there's no one else that's gonna I don't necessarily think, beat. I you. think you have to game plan for the whole system. I don't think anyone else is gonna actually like, beat you talent wise. And uh, can you name the other receivers? No, they had ten game for a while. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm. But saying. it's the it's, it's the system it's that system. beats you. It's yes. not. I don't even know if they specifically game plan for probably for Kamara, but yeah. I don't even know if they would game plan for Michael Thomas. Okay, I don't know that. Like yeah. they could. I could be completely off base and. Um, guys that I considered, as I said earlier, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Juju, Smith-Schuster. Hold on, we're going back. <laughs> you forgot about T.Y. Hilton? I forgot about T.Y. Hilton, and he's got to be on this list. I have That dude's 13. won me so many fantasy games. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually go out on a limb here. I'm going to put him at seven. Above Thielen? Above Thielen. Did I forget anyone else? Let's see here. Um, other guys that like, – No, no one else is making no. that list. Okay. The other guys that I just like, they're probably closer to top 15 to top 10, but like Amari Cooper, Edelman, Ridley, Lockett. You got guys that have like, they had good years. I'll mention them, but they're not going to be top 10. Like, they're a step Juju's below. close. Juju is close. I think that Juju, oh my he can gosh. make a step this, this list year. Is so, this, is the, this was the hardest list for me. Well, no, that's a lie. Tight ends were the hardest list because I had to come up with people to fill from like 7 to 10 that I <laughs> like, I don't even really care. This but point. narrowing receivers down to just 10 of them is very difficult because. Almost every team has a receiver that is really good. Like it's it's just tough. Or two, like Minnesota. Yeah, that's not true though. There's a lot of teams that are not on your list. Like you listed twenty people, you have two from the I mean it's fair. But like I um, guess that Antonio Brand doesn't play for the Steelers anymore. Yeah. I did have Kevin Ridley down here for the Falcons, so there's two Falcons on there. Um but there's a lot of good receivers there. I just didn't put on the list. Two Vikings. Like, yeah. Um I think who else? Like Golden Tate's a really good receiver. He's not gonna make the top ten, but he's still really good. I don't know if he's even in the top twenty. Um, who else is? What I think of earlier. Like think about the Jets. Okay, the no Jets one. don't. The Niners don't. There, certain teams like the Rams have three solid receivers with Cooper Cup coming back from injury, and they have Cooks and um, yeah. Robert Woods. Like, no, they have those three, are top twenty receivers. No, they have three solid receivers though. It's just you gotta keep narrowing down receivers. It's really tough. To a certain point, like Cooks a couple years ago, man, in closer top ten. Yeah, but he's he didn't older, yeah. and he's all speed. Yes, so those guys decline quickly. Alshon Jeffrey was at one point, but now he's dropped off a little bit. A lot, yes. Like he's not top twenty five, thirty. I'm just saying that a lot of teams have receivers they like, so it's not like it's. No, they shouldn't like him. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> the Bears don't have a top ten receiver, not even close. Their best receiving option is probably Trey Burton. Or Tariq Cohen, the running back. They have Allen Robinson, don't they? He's pretty solid. He's solid, I guess. He's better than Trey Burton. Like, don't disrespect him like that. <laughs> Not that Trey Burton's bad, but Allen Robinson's a better receiving option than... Well, who's closer to being top ten in their position? <laughs> Trey Burton, because tight ends are garbage. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's go to tight ends. I think we're going to agree on number one, Kelsey. Yeah, I think we're going to disagree on number two. I ended up changing this. Okay, I have George Kittle. I have I have Ertz. Ertz is third in mine. Kittle's third in mine. Okay. I just think Kittle's a little more well-rounded than Ertz. Even though Ertz was spectacular last year. Wow. My tight ends might be a little different. They're really different. 
I think your tight end list is from about six years ago for the most part, but that's all right. <laughs> Jason Witten did not make a list. <laughs> that's from 15 years ago. He's playing now, though. Uh, Safety valve. He's going to catch those seven-yard hits. All right, at number four. My number four is not even on your top ten. Who is it? I have Cook. I had him in my other. I just – I just, I've already played for the Saints now. He is very good. He's been really good with the Raiders, who basically, receiving options-wise, he was the best. After they traded Cooper away, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, obviously, after they traded Cooper away. Cooper's pretty good. Yeah. Like, name me a receiver on – the Raiders, that's not Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> the silence there speaks some wonders there for the Raiders. Yeah, I, I actually cannot. Like, I'm, this is not a joke. I literally cannot. You keep going on for a second. Um, my number five is Ebron. I'm interested to see what he does now with Andrew Luck and to see if he gets to keep that number five. Um, I see Devin has uh, I'm at seven. Greg Olson at five. Which makes me also think the Devons list is from six years ago. Greg <laughs> Olson's very good. Who was your four? I guess Delaney Walker. Which he's which is another right reason that my lit that Devons list is from six years ago. Like, who else do they have on that offense to throw to besides Delaney Walker though? Where does he even play? Tennessee. See, I don't know. He's irrelevant. <laughs> no, he's actually really good. He's really good. Yeah. I just he's a little older. He's on and my give list. some D two guys some love, man. That's that's fair. I will. I will give you that. D2 guy at UCM. I think Devin's still looking up receivers from Oakland. That's how hard this is to find. Seth Roberts. I know who that is. Uh, Jordy played there last year. Martavis Bryant suspended. LaFell was there for a while last year. This is just really bad. That's what we're getting at. Yeah, it's not good. So, Um, Also, I think I may have forgotten. Lenny Walker might be hurt. Well, you, you, you're stuck at having him at four. He's your fourth best. You don't get a change now. And Greg Olson got hurt too last year. So, And my number six is Hunter Henry. <laughs> so I have him at seven. I have Evan Ingram at six. I didn't know where to put Evan Ingram. I'm uh, building my own team, so I get to pick him. That's fair. I think that he's in a really, really, really bad situation because he's got a quarterback that doesn't like to extend the field, and that's his skill yes, it is. as a tight end. Um I think that in like the Chiefs get him for like a six round pick and he's our t- tight end two. I think he really is at his core a tight end two in a league that values catching the football so much. Yeah. That he could be a tight end one slash receiver three. I mean, I think so too. He's really good. Um, he did have some, and a lot of these tight ends are really good. There's like almost all of them got hurt last year. Yeah. Like he got mm-hmm. hurt. Olsen got hurt. Walker got hurt. Hunter Henry didn't play the whole year, despite what Stephen A. Smith thinks. Um, <laughs> so this is the biggest problem with that. Dude, the matchup with him and Derek Johnson was pretty solid. <laughs> wow. Um, but Trey Burton and Joku and Jimmy Graham finish out in my top ten. I have Delaney Walker at eight. O.J. Howard at nine, who you're totally sleeping on, not even have him on your list at all. That's fair. <laughs> you completely forgot about him. It's yes, okay. I did. <laughs> and then I have Kyle Rudolph because I had to put somebody there and I – I consider I'm not going to give Jimmy Graham the credit because he hasn't done anything for three years. That's fair. The end of the record. Neither is Kyle Rudolph, but I had to pick somebody. <laughs> it was him, Tyler Eifert. Eifert also has played like 12 games the last three years. Jordan total. Reed, who's been hurt the whole time. Yep. Titans got tough there because like, so many of them have injury issues, which is very difficult to put them there. Um, but the top 
three were pretty sad. I actually almost put Gronk in this list at number 10 <laughs> instead of Kyle Rudolph, just on the chance that he comes back, because that's still better than Kyle Rudolph. Uh, yes, Gronk is still very good at what he does. No, I mean, like, literally just the chance of Gronk coming back is better than actually having Kyle Rudolph. So Blake Bell did not make your top 10 for tight ends. No, he did not. <laughs> I almost put Travis Kelsey twice. Like, I'll take Travis Kelsey and then just, like, he'll count for two. <laughs> I guess I don't know. The top they, three was pretty easy with Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz. They're both. They're all. They have really separated good. from everybody else completely. Yes. Um, I think Hunter Henry could possibly get in that category if he stays healthy. That's his, his biggest thing. Is just he how, was. Uh, he was getting pretty close to that yeah. level the year before. He's still got to share time with. Is Antonio Gates coming back or did he finally retire? I cannot answer that. I don't think he's ever going to retire. He's going to retire when Philip Rivers South. I thought gets. that I saw a story that he retired, and then I thought I saw a story that he. Came back. I don't know. Whenever Philip Rivers stops making kids, he might retire. So, <laughs> so he's going to be playing for a few more years. Yeah. Uh, and also Eric Ebron playing with Andrew Luck, who loves his big options in the red zone. He's going to be up there for a while. I, what, is Ebron still with Luck? I thought he left. I thought he was still there. Uh, maybe not. I'll double check real quick. I could be totally off base. I only thought that, I thought you said that last time. Still says for the Colts. So. Yeah, I believe he's still going to be with the Colts. Oh, yeah. Well, then definitely I, I would probably put him in four of them. I mean, he had 750 yards receiving last year and 13 touchdowns. He was, I think, fifth in the league in touchdown catches. It might have been higher it, than that even. I have it up right he was here. Top five in the he is tied second. Yep. It was Antonio Brown with 15, then him and Devontae Adams with 13. Tyreek Hill, 12. DeAndre Hopkins, 11. Kelsey Lockett, oh Ridley. Oh, my got two people in the top six. <laughs> Well, when Mahomes throws 50 touchdowns, they're going to be up there. <laughs> so, definitely right there. Uh, these tight ends are really good, though. I mean, George Kittle was 8th in receiving yards. Kelsey was 10th. Ertz was 2nd in receptions. Kelsey was 10th. I mean, they're these three receivers, tight, receiving tight ends are really good. And that's the thing to me that made Kelsey an obvious one, and it wasn't close. Is if you're looking at this list right here, Travis Kelsey has 1,336 receiving yards, and George Kittle has 1,377. Which obviously, if you know math, Kittle had more yards, but he also played with nobody. Like Travis Kelsey had to share throws with Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt for half the year. I mean, that's the really the big names of it, but Mahomes liked to spread the ball around. Yes, so he did. to still get 1,336 yards, I think that Dante okay. Pettis is on George Kittle's roster. And uh Kyle Juszczyk was probably their second most targeted person. They have a really good fullback. He might be the best fullback in the league. There's no might be. He is the okay. Where's the Where's the fullback rating? Um, well, Juszczyk, and Sherman's up there. Juszczyk one, Sherman two, and I don't know any Devlin other fullbacks. Devlin for the in. Patriots might be two. I love Sherman, but Devlin they yeah, use, use right. more. Um, yeah, but does he catch screen passes like Anthony Sherman does? Um, I also I only caught a wheel pass, wheel route like he did versus the Chargers as well. That was so, that was pretty. I got Sherman at my two. That's fair. I'm trying to see who the It's completely biased. There's no actual facts to it at all. Um, let's see. Receivers. Yeah, Dante Pettis. Oh, Marcus Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. You can't Whatever. even say his name right. doesn't matter. <laughs> Richie James. Oh, Pierre Garçon at age 32, 33 now. Pierre Garçon's kind of like an Anquan Bolden. He'll probably never really age because he doesn't – he's not a speed guy, really. So he just runs great routes and gets open. He'll probably be in the league a while. Their top five for receiving yards was Kittle with 1,300, and then Bourne with 487, Pettis with 467, Goodwin with 390, 395, and then the 
the fullback with 324. In my defense, my Garcon take did sound kind of dumb there, but he only played eight games. Yes, he did. So so he averaged what? He had 24 receptions in eight Yards games. per game? He was, 35, 36? He, he was third. So. Fourth. Good one. Oh, by point one yards, my bad. <laughs> Wrong. Decimals are hard. They are hard. It's fine. Um, also, one running back we missed was Matt Breida for the Niners. I didn't miss him. He's good. He, he'd be on my, like, 11 to 15 range, but he's not in my top 10. That's fair. He was leading the league for rushing for there for a little bit. Yeah, because did you just not <laughs> listen to the <laughs> list of receivers? That's fair. Compile that with the fact that your quarterback is Nick Mullins. It was C.J. Beathard there for a little bit. That's worse. <laughs> it's literally worse. It's not good. Oh, Kyle Shanahan's a no. It was. Magician. Oh, it was C.J. Beathard. He was zero and five as a starter. The Mullins was three and five. Garoppolo was one and three. One and two. I was gonna say I didn't think he played. He was the third game he lost and got hurt against the Chiefs. Yeah, not good for him. Also, um, just on a separate note, because we gotta mention Mahomes during every. Um, podcast just at a concept um i'm, I'm being down with that <laughs> someone's i think it's josh webb he's a, covers the chiefs he was posting some texas tech um film and i retweeted today it was very pretty he stepped up in the pocket beautiful pass in the middle the receiver dropped in the end zone but it was a beautiful throw avoiding like the perfect pocket present you want your quarterback just stepping up without looking the pressure mm. <laughs> it was mm. pretty um, you, you know you know don't you dare i don't want to hear the slander i don't hear it yeah, but I know you, you're right, but you know that slander. <laughs> you can say whatever you want about some of the other stuff. The pocket presence is was terrible. He was below average at that. But, uh, uh, that's a, that's an, a compliment to you, Alex Smith. <laughs> um, but it was pretty, and he also last week we were going to talk about quarterback rankings. We did. Uh, we didn't get see. We didn't talk about Cyan's last year, last week because it came out after we left. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were bad. Um, I, think I was he, like, I didn't even know who Cyan is. That's how irrelevant this uh, guy is. Well, he okay. blocked everybody on Twitter, um, pretty much. <laughs> Did he block you? No, but I think he deleted his Twitter. Like, I think he just like vanished. Cause he had Marcus Mariota as a top five quarterback. So no, also, he had Marcus Mariota at seven because I specifically remember exactly what he was. Emerging stud. Emerging stud. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's delusional. He had Mahomes at. He had Mahomes in the top five, didn't he? I think so. I don't remember what it is now. I don't want to go back and look at it because it's just bad. Um, well, you said you deleted his Twitter, so I doubt you're going to Well, someone screenshot the list. That's the only reason I mean, we even people even saw the list. Um, yeah. He was very bad. It was quite possibly the worst list I've ever seen. And some of your lists got me pretty heated. So, um, Oh, here we go. I found it. Um, yeah, Mario seven. Mahomes was three as stud. Um, he did have... Jimmy who, He also listed Matt Ryan as a stud and Cam Newton as a stud, so you can see where this list is going. Uh, Russell Wilson is a high-end starter oh, with the right role. And Dak Prescott with emergent stud. <laughs> that, that's your four, five, and six quarterbacks in the league right there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson are both high-end youngsters, while Carson Wentz is an average starter with Jared Goff. So what we're saying is this guy cannot scout quarterbacks to save his life. Oh, I just thought it was funny because that web guy, um, he had a whole thread of Mahomes' hate before the draft, and like right during the draft, what was going to happen with Mahomes. So TJ Carpenter made the list a couple times. Oh, that was good. Um, but Cyan, his on there, he pretty much thought Mahomes was over 60 picks in the NFL like in his first year. Like He didn't think he'd be able to pick it up at all. I don't think that that's <laughs> an unfair thought coming out of 
He said a minimum of 60 interceptions. Like, he said he watched the Texas Tech film and thought he had nothing to do. Okay, well, I mean, if he was being serious about 60, then that is obviously, like, like, you're going to get pulled before you throw (laughs) 60 interceptions. That's not close. Um, Well, one thing is, like, when do you think these guys will start that class? He had Kaiser and Trubisky week one. Kaiser Uh, was so bad. Watson week 11. He said Mahomes 2026. Like, he thought Mahomes would pretty much never start in the NFL because he didn't think he would be able to make it. See, I thought that last year he'd be at like the twenty twenty five interception range, which I, that was like a that that was pretty low, honestly. Like for people coming out, they're like he's probably going to get to like twenty five thirty picks with like 30, 40 touchdowns. But we all forgot about the Andy Reid factor of elevating the quarterback's no, floor. No, that's not. I mean, that's elevating the floor part of the quarterback. Of it, but I didn't expect him to be that smart right off the bat. That's a. I mean, it was that's ridiculous. Fair. Like yes. The reading the defense that he did last year, it just you don't see that from rookies generally. Well, I obviously wasn't really first year starters. First year starters, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think I did. If I didn't retweet that, I will. Um, let's take a gander. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's bad. There's some. Uh, there was one Giants reporter who's like, "Thank you, Chiefs, for taking Mahomes, so the Giants don't have to take him." Oh my! <laughs> it's working out real well. You got Daniel Jones. It's pretty good. Eli hey, starting for the next ten years. <laughs> let's cut on the Daniel Jones land a little. I don't think he's like I don't think he's good, but like I don't think he's bad. And they didn't have a whole lot of options. I think they should have passed the quarterback again, to be honest. Yeah, because the they're going to end up taking another and one and get Lawrence next year. Well, they they're going to accidentally tank, so they probably still got a shot. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Um, Saquon's probably going to get him five or six wins by himself, so that's kind of hurting them, to be honest. <clears throat> Absolutely. Denver might be in the quarterback, the Trevor Lawrence sequence. They got a quarterback who can also throw the ball out of the stadium. So uh, <laughs> I think we talked about that last time, so we won't do that. Yeah, that's pretty good, though. Um, but, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, of course, we talked about quarterbacks again because it's the NFL, and that's the most important position. So next week we got offensive line, defensive line, D-backs, and linebacking core. We're just going to rate them as a group, not individually. Yes. Mostly because if I tried to tell you about each individual lineman, I'd sound so stupid that you guys would tune out for sure. So uh, number one, Mitchell Sports. That's, like mm, that's wrong. But he, number one, right tackle. That's close. Enough. Not number one offensive lineman overall. He might be. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, he's not. He's not. Uh, guy for the Green Bay. Tyron Smith, David Bakhtiari. Yeah. They would like a word. They're both really good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're gonna go play basketball now. Or if I am, I'm not sure if Luke is. I am. Okay, we're going to go play basketball. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at show underscore straight. And that's all we got for you guys. That's a pretty lit Twitter handle. Thank you. It's a good work. That's why I'm not part of the marketing team here. I just show up and say stupid stuff, and that's how I get to be on the podcast. That's fair. Um, We'll have more for you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.